week. I'm ready to. Ru- oh, should I just crush it? Oh no, no. no. Oh no, 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 no. Oh, you're right. I brought that from South Florida. What What are you trying to say? Respect it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. agreeing with you. Okay. Good. Good. Because. All right. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that. Let's get into this. Okay. Let's, All let's right. Go. All right. We're going back to the farm, Adam. Are we? We might. Okay. I mean, I know the fuck I am. Uh-huh. You know how much money I sunk into this fucking waiting for this shit to come back? 300 some odd dollars. 400. When you yeah. count tax yeah. and delivery, it's like 407. All right. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, we're going back to Bonnaroo. Yeah. Applause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Confetti. I mean, it, it, for us, that's a very awkward pause. <laughs> for the people, it'll be a nice round uh-huh. of applause. Uh-huh. Uh,. The world is slowly but surely going back to normal. Yeah. Eh, right. Quote unquote. And I tell you what, man, these businesses and these these live performing performing centers and entertainment and everything. No one no everyone is just fucking shaking with adrenaline. Yeah. I'm trying to get the world back to Is it is it time? Yeah. And uh I was I was genuinely surprised to see um, that Bonnaroo's back on set. The, 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 they're actually going to do it. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I think Bonnaroo's the first major uh, uh, festival that came out with like an official lineup and announcement like it, this. As far as I know, the first one that I saw personally was Three Points in Miami. Okay, and okay. The only reason I th- I bring up three points is because they usually get like uh, good artists. Uh, yeah. Like their their headliners are like pretty eclectic, pretty big names. I, yeah. I think the Strokes were there one year, and mm-hmm. LCD Sound System. Like Strokes, LCD. I mean, come on. Yeah. So when you when you can pull those guys as like a headliner, I think you're. I think you deserve to be put up there with the rest of them. EDC released their lineup. I think at the same time as Bonnaroo for the same Vegas time. or is it for Vegas? Yeah. Okay. So you've got EDC, you've got three points and now you've got good old Bonnaroo, the mm-hmm. farm. We're going back. The kids. farm. We're going back kids. And uh, so here's the thing. It is a sign of the times mm-hmm. to see a music festival with this many artists, you know, everyone is kind of anticipating that we'll stay on this same track barring anything crazy happening in the next five months that the world will be at a place where thousands of people can congregate in the same area. Yeah. And in a festival that's known for high fives. Yeah. You literally, can you imagine touching another stranger's hand at this point? I know I can do, I can imagine doing it, but after, I mean, after every interaction, just having like um just having like a key or not a keychain but like a a, a lanyard yeah. with uh sanitizer, hand sanitizer. Yeah. yeah i would feel radioactive <laughs> i would literally feel radioactive i would have like a high five hand and that's all i would do with it oh you know that's actually not a bad idea an actual just just <laughs> or what if you have like a just a sticky overlay like it's a rubber or plastic okay. on top of your I hand. I like it. You I like it. I like it. Right after. Or you have like one of those um um hand 
sticky hand rope things that you uh-huh. just keep yep. slapping yep. people with. Yep. And it's hairy by the end of the day somehow. <laughs> Even though it's only touched people's palms, yeah. it still has a bunch of lint and hair on it. It finds a way. And uh, uh, ceiling kernels. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> the, the popcorn. And it's stuck to a carpet that wasn't there. Yeah. Well, we've got that and we've got more. But before we can get into any of that, first, my my boy, my dear friend, mm-hmm. we got to get into these beers. So, Adam, please tell the people what we're drinking tonight. I'm so glad you asked. We have from Sideward Brewing, the Prey on Insanity, mm-hmm. India Pale Ale. Ale. It doesn't have an ABV on it. I will look it up for you guys, and uh, I'll reveal that after the break. Unfortunately, like many of the Sideward Brews, uh, no, cold, no read. cold read. Disappointing, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we'll applaud the art. As always. So my name is Marco Dupa, and that guy right there is Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What's up, Brewskies? And this is episode 305 of the One Beer In Podcast. That's good, good, good. They are. Oh, they. They're pints. So, <laughs> okay. Well, okay. well, you made a choice. <laughs> That's okay. I made a choice. Why not? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I'm gonna. I made a choice, and I'm Why sticking not? with it. All right. So everybody knows it's a six point two percent ABV. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was released recently for their was it third anniversary? Second anniversary. Second anniversary. Second anniversary. Congratulations, Sideward. You're Congratulations, doing the Lord's Sideward. work. Ironically, because of all the <laughs> yeah. iconography and uh, satanic iconography. Yeah. Shout out to Lil Nas X. Right. <clears throat> so, episode 305 of the One Baron Podcast, the podcast where two brews crack, and op- crack open a brew and we see where that one brew takes us. Thank you guys, as always, for joining us. We're so happy you could be here this week or any other week that you decide to listen to this episode. Now, let's get into it. We've got a lot to discuss. First and foremost, we have to, as we always do, as we've been going to uh, Bonnaroo, the festival, we have to discuss the lineup. Of course. So let's just crack open, Daddy. Let's get into it. What are we going to get to see? All right. I'll go headliners and then people I know. Okay. Okay. I like it. Let me know if you see You can look over my shoulder. Let me know if I'm missing anyone that... You know that you're interested in. Okay, do. Uh, so the headliner Thursday obviously is a setup day. Usually, you know, pretty low key. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of huge headliners. They have the Grand Ole Opry there yeah. with quote unquote special guests, which you know, we don't know who that is currently. But um, other than that, couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you who's on, who's on Thursday. I haven't heard of these people. Maybe I'm just old. But uh, yeah, same Thursday. That's fine. That's fine. Hey, that's a Thursday. That's Th- what Thursday's for. Thursday's for getting your, your camp set up, mm-hmm. getting comfy, and uh, yeah, maybe going to a show that y- you don't know who the artist is, but you're there for the experience, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Friday. Thursdays are fun. Friday. Headliners. Foo Fighters. Megan the Stallion. They're not fucking around, okay? They're not. Friday. First day yeah. where big names are, and they're like, how about the Foo Fighters? 
How about one of the biggest MCs in the game right now? Yeah. How about that? Sounds like a good time. Uh, Run the Jewels. Uh-huh. Janelle Monet. <clears throat> Glass Animals. Deftones. Young Thug. Uh, Nelly. I can't believe he's not top billing. Really? I mean, I can believe I can. I can believe that he's not a headliner. Yeah. But at least one of the purple names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that second level, I would think he he you could would, at least yeah. be on there. Uh, Orville Peck. Orville Peck. Shout out. Um, Finally get to see Orville Peck live. I've been wanting to see him. I know. I mean, I know. forever. I know. And you know what? Honestly, we probably could have in 2020 if you know we weren't living in a panini. Oh yeah, yeah. He would have been touring. You I would think he, he definitely would have come here, and yeah. that would have been a, a good time. Yeah, that's it for me on this one. Um, I know there was. Let's see, Big Lounge. There are yeah, some other no, names I, I know, but nobody I'm like interested in. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Saturday headliners: Lizzo and Tame Impala. I mean, yeah. Again? I mean, come on, come on, what come are you on. Do? I mean, it's just that's going to be those both of those shows are just going to be so killer. Yeah. Then we have My Morning Jacket, Jason Isbell, Phoebe Bridgers. You skipped G Easy. <laughs> I, I don't want G. I'm you sorry. Skip right over him. I don't want G Easy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, that's so funny. Dude. Uh, Incubus, King Gizzard, King Gizzard, Mark Rubier. Jid. Oh, dude! When I found out that he's gonna be there, I was like, "I'm, I'm bringing nothing but a robe." That was, <laughs> I mean, you have to going. I'm doing from it from 2020. That was one of the the names that I'm like, I, I'm so pumped yeah. to see him live. It's gonna be a good time. Can't wait. Uh, then we move on. Uh, look, anyone else? Anyone else? Am I missing anyone? From uh, your, Jid. I got Jid. Um, I think that's pretty much it for me. Yeah. Uh oh, uh oh. So then Sunday we have Tyler the Creator, Lana mm-hmm. Del Rey, Lil Baby, Dead Mouse, Leon Bridgers, Brittany Howard. Uh, oh uh Brittany Howard, man, come on! Oh yeah, incredible. And again, that's pretty much it for me. But I mean, even so. Yeah, I mean, I I I don't listen to Young the Giant, but I know a lot of people do. Yeah. Uh. Flogging Molly, I've heard of Oliver Tree too. I think. Man. Uh, from from what I've seen, uh, the the one thing that a lot of people are mad about is <clears throat> there's not enough EDM, not a lot, not enough house music. Yeah, they they cut uh, I think a handful of big EDM people from 2020. Yeah, it's it's a very it's a very pop oriented lineup. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you know, call a spade a spade. These are big, big names. They're not they're not going outside the norm. Which I, has kind of been what, from what I've seen the past, I don't know, three years have kind of been. It's, yeah. It hasn't been super wide. It's been, especially headliners, uh, a lot of very, very pop-oriented, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say middle of the road, but like mass appeal mm-hmm. artists. I think because Bonnaroo, such as you two, yeah, <laughs> right. I think Bonnaroo is so known for being, you know, kind of off the beaten path. You know, the when it when it first started, it was this kind of um, 
counterculture thing that was against the grain. Yeah. And you, you got to see more jam bands. <clears throat> yeah. And now it's, it's, I mean, the jammiest thing is the grand old op, op, opera, op, Opry. Opry. Sorry. Grand old Opry. Opry. The grand old Opry. Uh, on Thursday, that's probably the, the most jam. Yeah. And thing. I'm sure there's a couple of artists within that first day and like maybe s- spattered within that are more of like, traditional jam band like mm. you know maybe some psychedelic stuff yeah and we just don't know them because they are smaller bands yeah but these hit, i mean these headliners are i mean literally the biggest thing the biggest names in indie music right now uh except for megan the stallion and lizzo were just and straight up pop stars and Foo fighters right yeah Foo fighters yeah. <clears throat> i mean t- tyler lana del rey and then all of these sub headliners yeah. are all basically just the biggest names in indie music. Yep. Period. And yeah, so they're not they're not really going outside the beaten path. They're not really they're not do I I guess the choices aren't interesting, but this is their twentieth anniversary mm-hmm. and by God, every one of those names is like, this is just gonna be a good time. Yeah. Like, say what you want about the Foo Fighters. And much has been said about them. I I I have said this, and I stick to it. Okay. The Foo Fighters are probably the best rock band since the best rock band since. Um, I would say. I'm about to disagree with you. Listen, listen. Just hear me out for a <laughs> okay. second. Okay. All right. The best rock band since, I mean, since the 90s. And what I mean by rock band mm-hmm. is what they do is straight up, no holds barred, no bullshit, no frills, rock music. Yeah. Every other band that you can probably name, you can just probably rattle off 20 names. I can tell you like, well, they're an indie band. They're great because they do all of these things and bring them together and do this, that, and the other thing. But think about the big bands before uh, we got weird in the 80s. So so you're saying they're a relic, which I agree with. Yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. (laughs) That's exactly what I'm saying. They are the kiss of our generation. Yes. They they make straight up rock. It's rock. It's it's rock music. It's just rock. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not even going to call it dad rock or yacht rock. Uh It's just straight up rock and roll. Well, it's only dad rock because when they were big, it was the mid-90s. Yeah. And those people are now dads. Right. Right. So that's the only reason why it's called dad rock. Yeah. I mean, true dad rock is is something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I mean. And, And... if you listen to like the Foo Fighters greatest hits, you're not going to find a bad song. No, you're going to find no. stuff that, you know, you, you listen to their albums and be like, yeah, this kind of sucks. But you can't <laughs> listen to their greatest hits and tell me that's not going to be full of at least 10 bangers on it. Which, I mean, I don't want to be painted as a Foo Fighters hater here. Okay. I don't know. You were ready to hate. I'm just saying. Okay. Foo, like seeing Foo, Foo Fighters on this list initially as a headliner. It doesn't even get me as excited as seeing like you two on the on the headliners list. It is a sore thumb. It is when you it, look at the rest of those it, names. It's only because like I haven't cared about the Foo Fighters in ten years, probably. <laughs> yeah. Maybe longer. Yeah. 
Um, well, they make inconsequential music. They just haven't done anything with any dick and balls. No, yeah. no risk. No, nothing interesting. They've just... It's kind of boring, but I will say this. The only thing they need to do is play their hits. Yes. And they have so many hits. Yes. And on top of that, I mean, you know, they're a, they see, I can't say from experience, but they seem like such a great live band to see. Yeah. Like a good time. Yeah. Which is all you need. Yeah. And I think that's the perfect, the perfect energy to bring into this year's Bonnaroo. Yeah. It's just... Let's have fun. I think I think that that is the point of this year's Bonnaroo, and I think that that's why you know a lot of some people are going to be upset with the headliners, but I think that what they're going for is we're trying to have as much fun as possible. We're just trying to show people a good time this yeah. year, like twentieth anniversary. It's a celebration. The world is back to normal. Whatever that's going to mean in September. Mm-hmm. And we want people to just enjoy themselves. So we're going to, you know, we're just bringing out the hits. Right. And, I mean, they've pretty much covered the gamut, man. Yep. They've gone across the board with it. So. Yep. It's very, very exciting. Because it's like, it's just a glimpse into some semblance of normalcy. Mm -hmm. That we've all just become so accustomed to how the world is right now. And as humans, we just so so quickly become accustomed to our our, our current situations. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you you drop a human in a cave, and you're like, we adapt. So we we improvise, adapt, and overcome. Exactly, survive. And it's it's impressive, and it's also kind of sad how quickly a person will go. Well, this is this is life. And this is, I have to make the best of it, which it's a good thing, but it's also, it sucks. And so seeing this is kind of like a ray of hope. It is. Also though, I couldn't help, but because let's, let's preface this by saying we bought tickets for 2020, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. obviously didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, And we had the choice to either get a refund or hold on to it for next year. Mm -hmm. Right. So, just to let you in on my story, I planned on getting the refund because, like you said, that's a lot of money. Yeah, and just not knowing where we were going to be in a year's time, I was like, I could use that money in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario, they have a good lineup. You know, this thing's gone. All right, I'll buy another ticket. Not a big deal, mm-hmm. but I can use that money right now. Yeah, and then I find out Bonnaroo has like a a month window that you had to do the the refund within. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, missed that. <laughs> so, you know, I was pissed off for a minute, but then, you know, I realized if anything, I can always sell my ticket because it's going to be an event that people want to go to. Yeah. Right. So I still have mine. You you still have yours, right? Mm-hmm. So seeing this, I'm both excited, but then also thinking about it in a realistic manner in today's world, I'm still going to feel super paranoid about safety Mm, mm -hmm. especially considering um i i'm immunocompromised Mm -hmm. is this a smart thing for me to go to Mm -hmm. i really want to Mm -hmm. but should i this year or Mm. should i give it another year to kind of you know let things settle down a bit more so that's kind of the 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 crossroads i'm at how are you feeling about like health 
measures and the, the general wh where's the world going to be when this because it's going to be in September is when Bonnaroo <coughs> is this year. Mm -hmm. So how do you think we're going to be? Do you think it's going to be? You, are you going to feel safe enough to have a good time? Are you going to want to wear a mask? Are you going to wear your sanitizer lanyard? Mm. How are you picturing this? Because I know, like, I initially am just clouded by seeing that this is happening right now. Yeah. But then there's that little thing in the back of my head going, but, you know, should yeah. you? Is it safe, really? Yeah, I mean, I'll just say this. If this was a month from now, I would have sold my ticket. Yeah. I would have been like, I'm not going to that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be shoulder to shoulder no. with that many people. No. We're not New Zealand. Sorry. Yeah. But I will say also, you know, what, six months from now, I am optimistically, uh, I'm cautiously optimistic that we will be at a place where you do certain things, you be smart about certain things, and this will be possible. Okay. Um, but it is scary uh, because it is a lot of money. And the closer we get to the date, the more that you have to commit. You can't be right. on the fence about something yeah, because yeah. a lot of a lot of things go into doing this. It's not, it, I mean, yeah, it's a whole road trip. And then also you camp out there. Most people do. Yeah. So, you know, it's more than just like, OK, you know, we'll go to the show for a day. Right. No, it's a, it's a four day excursion. I, I have mean, to take out of work. It's, I it, have to. It's essentially a full week. Yeah. That we have to take off to, you know, fill that space to get there, get mm -hmm. back. Yeah, and you can't and everything you in can't, between. You can't just day of be like, eh, I no, don't thanks. know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it just not go. You, you do have to commit, and I think that's what I'm afraid of. Is that a deeper issue? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that is definitely still a concern. I mean, as soon as the as soon as the list dropped, I was like, oh wow, they're actually pulling the trigger on this. Yeah, they must be really hopeful that in the next five to six months we'll be at a place where this is possible yeah and i mean we're, we're seeing stuff open up more i was just talking mm -hmm. to you about uh sideward actually having mm -hmm. their inside seating open again yeah. which was shout out to sideward yeah which was surprising but you know really comforting to see because it'd been closed forever ever it almost seemed like do you even need this right building the inside seating <laughs> i don't know um just slice that whole thing and yeah, just have not? the brewery area and the kitchen and yeah. call it a day um, but we're seeing small steps like that happening, which is great. Now, we are also simultaneously seeing a bit of a spike because that's happening. <clears throat> yeah, because people people are just so impatient and they're looking at, you know, one door opens and they're like, why aren't all these doors open? And they yeah. just start kicking fucking doors yeah. open. And Let like me breathe in your mouth. <laughs> 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 Please, no. Please, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so... I mean, that's what we do. That's what we do as Americans. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Know? And yeah, that that that's troublesome for sure. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, uh, now uh, the road is going to be fraught with bumps and hiccups and stuff. I'm just hoping that we stay on a you know, uh, uh, we stay on a consistent path. Yeah. That uh, I mean, they're they're talking about. I mean, by the time September hits. Anybody who wanted a vaccine will have had one. Yeah. So hopefully, I mean, I don't want to generalize, but 
Bonnaroo is made up of a lot of like-minded individuals. Sure. I think that... But I think there's a sect of, like, ultra-hippie, let's take herbs for this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That is... That's a concern. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> People who are like, you know, as long as I meditate, it can't hit... It, it can't touch me. Yes. Yeah. I'll just think it away. Yeah. Uh, so... But th- but then you also have to think like the world is made up of that. Sure. I mean, we're we're living at a time currently where I mean, let's let's take COVID out of the equation for a moment. I mean, we're living with people who believe that vaccines will make their kids autistic and that that to them is a death sentence. Right. Worse than an actual death sentence. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we're living in that reality currently. Right. You know, we We have been. Yeah. We we're vaccinated, but we live amongst people who feel that. And and you have to imagine that the past Bonnaroo's that we've been to have been made up of people. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. And you're vaccinated. By the time this rolls around, I'll definitely have done it Um, once it opens up to, you know, the general public. I'll be first in line. So. I'm just I, I'm like I said I'm cautiously optimistic yeah. that we're at a we're at a place now that six months from now not not that COVID will not be a concern but that people will yeah. be at a place where it's we've managed it and and I hate I hate to even utter those kinds of words because. We thought this same way at the beginning of the sure. pandemic. Yeah, yeah. It feels it feels almost foolish to think this way. Yeah. To have hope. So I don't I don't want to sound foolish, but I also right now have no reason to believe otherwise. Yeah, and here's the thing too. I I I'm very curious to see what happens when we have that state of of the country in which everyone who wants the vaccine can get it Mm -hmm. and everyone who, who can get it does get it. What happens, (laughs) what happens to the pandemic then? Do we see it just disappear? Yeah. And suddenly no more COVID or does it remain this thing that we have to worry about year after year for another five years or infinitum, you know? Yeah. Or is it the thing like, uh, you know, every year you get, a flu vaccine, your COVID vaccine, you get your COVID vaccine. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, and here's the thing: if the, if it became that, that wouldn't be a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. People always like a lot, like detractors, anti-maskers, and all these people, all these conspiracy theorists. They say they want to bring up the flu, and oh, it's not as bad as the flu, and blah blah blah. That was one of the first defenses of yeah, not yeah, yeah. caring about it, right? Yeah. Every single year, flu season rolls around. And every commercial, every every time you go to uh, Publix Pharmacy, get your flu shot. Every time you talk to a, a a friend in the medical field, it's like, have you got your flu shot yet? You should probably get a flu shot. Mm-hmm. And you can choose to do it or not, and that's the end of it. That's yeah. the end of the conversation. Then you get the flu. If you if you don't get the vaccine, you could get the flu or not get the flu. You right. could be careful. It's your life choice. That's how these things have gone. Yeah. And if COVID becomes just one of those things. We just normalize it and, and yeah. move on. It's only it's only scary because it is new. I feel like people are afraid of that becoming a new reality. Um, but yeah, but it's just so stupid to. Uh, it's not stupid to worry about that. It's stupid to be afraid 
of that being our future because we manage these things we 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 deal with them and and we make the best of them that's that's what i was just that's what i was talking about at the beginning of this is humans a lot, a lot of faith in humanity <sighs> i know, I know. <laughs> no but it, it's true it's true I, I think that we do definitely adapt to whatever's given to us as, as best we can mm-hmm. the, mo- the majority of us some people are stubborn i think it's built built into the american experience and and our general uh our generalized personality of, of americans as being individualists mm. and wanting to go against the grain and wanting to be our own people not necessarily a bad thing intrinsically but you know when it's about the greater good we go yeah oh yeah there ain't no ah. such, there ain't no such thing as the greater good no no that's that's what this ultimately that's what the pandemic has shown me is that there is no such thing as the greater good it inconveni- in- inconveniences me I ain't gonna do it. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about. Right? Who are you? Who's yeah. that guy? Fuck you which, and him. Which is so funny because like we unilaterally did that after 9/11. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. We, we let the government completely invade our privacy. Yeah. Uh, surveil us like crazy. Mm-hmm. And that Pandora's box was open, and we allowed it. We welcomed it. Yeah. I just want to say, for the record, in 2006, 2007, I made a song about the Patriot Act and how bad it was. I just want to say that. Okay. When I was 15, 16, uh-huh. I was ahead of the curve on that. Third eye open. I just want to, I just, uh-huh. my, my pineal gland is not calcified. <sighs> Let me just say that. Your boy was woke before woke was even a thing. If only Bush listened. <laughs> if only he listened. <laughs> he listened to me. Uh, anyway, so Bonnaroo <laughs> looks cool is, is what we're trying it, to get at. It does. It yeah. does. I just, I mean, let's, let's think about it. Let's, let's think about it in the most positive terms possible. Let's say everything goes to plan. Everyone is either vaccinated or if you're not vaccinated, you don't go hopefully, or <laughs> you, uh, <clears throat> you've already had it and you're immune or what have you, whatever. You stay home if you're sick. You stay home if you're sick. You go home if you're sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, let's say all 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 things through God are possible, right? Right. Think about that, man. Being back on the farm, mm. Mark Ribier is improvising on his loop machine. He's got nothing but draws on and a, and a silk robe. And you're right there, sweating profusely. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm I'm looking at this, trying to be as positive as possible. I'm looking at this as, as hopefully. If I can, if I can remain, if I can remain in the right headspace, yeah. And there's no accounting for the next six months and where my life is going to be and where my uh, mental space is going to be. Right now, I feel like I want to use Bonnaroo as like the that'll be my reward mm-hmm. for staying on track health wise. Yeah. Cause I just want to be out there with like oh, no clothes on. Basically. Okay. I just want to walk around with, with no clothes on silk robe. Right. And, uh, and hair flowing mm-hmm. and nothing else. Okay. That's how I want. That's how I want to be free. Can we be the, the, the naked long hair bros? Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Please. Perfect. That sounds amazing. I can't wait. I would love to do that. Coming around to this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, what if we <clears throat> what if we bring some mobile equipment and record an episode out there? I remember 
when we did go floating that idea around <laughs> of us doing a uh, a mobile cast even if it's just on a phone yeah did we shoot it down or did it just kind of fall to the wayside i don't remember being negative about an idea like that i think someone had too many gummies let's say and <laughs> it just never it came to fruition got a tummy ache uh, you know yeah had to yeah. take a nap uh-huh. uh-huh. uh, i think that's probably what happened about that uh, one just a just a, a a pepperoni slice of a gummy yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those homemade gummies or something else. Yeah, looks like a sliced kielbasa. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, <clears throat> we're in a different place. We're different people. We are, and our equipment is more sophisticated. And I believe that, barring anything crazy happening, we could we could do it. I think so. It could be done. Okay. We get well, some. We get some either wireless hand mics or some lab mics. Yeah. We can all gas no brakes it. Yeah. 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 And I've okay. got the camcorder or this one. Hopefully, by then, I, I think we should have one more camera by then. We're gonna do our best. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm gonna ruminate on it. Ruminate. We'll, we'll see how things go for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. I still have my ticket, so you know. Everything goes well. We'll be on the farm. Our time and our clothes got to ruminate. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. Shout out to Ludacris, the worst uh, rapper actor of all time. <laughs> that can't be true. That can't, somebody has to be Who, worse. Who's worse? We had this conversation. Uh, who's know. worse? I know. Think about it. I'll give you a second to think about it while I pull up the next topic. Uh, is T.I. worse? <sighs> yeah, T.I.'s worse. Uh-huh. T.I. is a terrible actor. Yeah, yeah. I Man, I didn't even think he's about him. He's been in lower quality projects as well. But he's been in enough projects that warrants him being in the conversation of being a actor. Well, that's exactly my point is mm-hmm. that he, he didn't make it to a fast and furious series. No, you know, is was it roll bounce. Yeah. He was in roll bounce. Uh, uh, he was in takers. That's the one that I think of the most. Okay. Uh, okay. cause heist film, uh, probably one of the worst heist films I've ever seen. Right. Um, really disappointed because other than hating Christensen, it's, I mean, you've got Idris Alba, you've got, Matt Dillon, um, uh, Chris Brown, which I'm, I wasn't excited about Chris Brown being in the movie. There's one more person. Paul Walker? Is and it Paul takers? Walker? And takers. And, and, yeah, look up the cast of look Takers. Look up the cast of Takers. <clears throat> and I, I watched Takers, and I, you know, this is early on in my Paul Walker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Ely, that was Michael the other Ely, uh, yep. brother that I was thinking of. T.I., Matt Hernandez, Zoe Saldana. Oh, Zoe Saldana. Uh, what a beaut. What a talent. It's better for the big names. Yeah. It's not a good movie, guys. You don't need to see it. Don't don't let anybody tell you, like, oh, man, Chris Brown was in Takers. The movie's, it's not a good movie. 28%. I mean, do I need to say? Do I need to say more? Need do I, I need? Say more. Need I say more? There's so many good heist films out there. I mean, shit. If you want to watch a heist movie with uh, people that you like in it, watch *Den of Thieves*. Also, not a great movie, but better than *Takers*. 
Have you seen the trailer for the new Jason Statham movie? Fuck yeah, I have. Fuck yeah. Guy Ritchie, Jason Statham. Reverse heist film. Yes. <laughs> I saw it and was like, I got to ask uh, Mark oh, about this. Oh, my God. I watched that. The uh, Wrath of Man. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, yeah. I can't yeah. wait for that fucking movie, dude. It's looking pretty good. Yeah. Looking pretty good. Jason Statham in another action movie. It Great looks work. awesome. Just, just, I mean, the guy knows how to shoot a gun. Yeah. And he looks good doing it. One-handed. Mm-hmm. Um, that made me want to watch uh, Guy Ritchie's most recent film, The Gentleman. Yes, me too. I haven't seen it yet, me but neither. I really, really want to watch yeah. it. Yeah, here it's a little racist, but that's okay. Yeah. You, you have to expect that in like a any kind of white mob movie, yeah. right? Yeah. I think so. I, I mean, you watch a movie like even The Godfather. It's racist as fuck. Of course. Goodfellas. I mean, every white mob movie, you yeah. have to expect a little bit of racism. Of maybe, a, maybe a lot of racism. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not good people. That's the thing. You That's watch the these movies. Point. They're not heroes. That's that, the yeah, point. You're not rooting for them. If you're trying to cancel a mafia movie because they're bad people, I need you to reevaluate yourself. Right. Right. <clears throat> So, and the gentleman has a killer cast. Yeah. Just an absolute, just, just, just monsters on that, mm-hmm. in that movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's supposed to be pretty good. Look up the, the Rotten Tomatoes on that. I'm going to guess 80, mm, 82. I'm going to go with a 75. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. 75 oh, on the dot. On the dot. Ooh. <sighs> Love it. Motherfucker. Mm-hmm. All right. That's good enough for me to watch it. Yeah, yeah, we'll give it. A, we'll give it a watch. All right, so uh, guys, if you haven't already, look up the 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 um, set list for Bonnaroo. If you're going, let us know. Yeah. If you're like, fuck that shitty list. How could you guys like these names? <laughs> let <laughs> who us would know. you prefer there as a headliner though? Good if you're going to complain, let us know who you, you'd prefer. You gotta have answers. Yeah. You gotta have answers. I don't want to hear complaints. Come to us with res- solutions. solutions. Yes. All right. What's next, my friend? <sighs> Let's see. What do we got? What do we got in the scroll here? What do we got in the scroll? What do we got oh, Mario's dead. Mario's dead. Mario's dead. Mario's dead. Yeah. Switching gears a little bit. Um, yeah. Mar- March 31st is the day that Mario died. March 10th, March 10th was his day. March 10th was his day, and now March 31st... He's dead. He's dead. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Nintendo decided that this was the day that they were going to remove three of the biggest releases, um, three of the biggest Mario titles that they've released for the Switch. They're going to stop selling them. So, Mario 3D All-Stars, the Battle Royale Super Mario game, Yeah. and... uh, I forgot what the last one was. I'm looking it up just to verify here. Uh, yeah, those two were the big ones that I I recognize. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also this year is his the 35th anniversary of Super Mario. Yeah. Um, so it was part of a celebration that, for some reason, they're deciding to cut. Yeah. Uh, sales for three All Stars <coughs> and uh, Mario Bros. Thirty Five. That I think I guess that's it. And they and they've been super tight lipped on why. Super tight. Super tight. 
And uh, yeah. It doesn't it just it's one of those things again? Whenever you whenever uh, Nintendo makes a decision, and you're just like, why? What are you doing? So the the theory here has been that the reason why they're stopping sales for specifically the uh, Mario 3D All-Stars, which is a, a collection of older Mario games. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> Mario 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy. Uh, Galaxy right. So they just kind of unceremoniously packaged them all <laughs> together. Yeah. And the only specials in it are like the soundtracks. Yeah. And the fact that they're all together, you can play it on your Switch, which is fine. Um, but for like their star player here, like you would expect them to do at least what like was done for Mega Man, where they have the Mega Man collections mm-hmm. and like those have a ton of extra features like concept art and like museum style uh, uh, content within it. Are you saying Mega Man got better treatment than Super Mario? I'm saying it. Oof. Yeah. It's not like Mac- Mario. It's not like Mario. Oof. It's it's, <laughs> it's not like Nintendo can't do better. Oh yeah, they are the Disney of game developers. Mm-hmm. So it's a little disappointing what they did. I'm happy that we have it, but the fact that they're now not selling it, the theory has been they're just going to resell them each individually mm. for more money. Ah. Doesn't take a genius to find that out, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, that's been the running theory. Because why else would they stop selling a Mario game? Yeah. It makes zero sense. I mean, the reason why they're stopping the uh, the Mario 35 uh, 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 deathmatch game, essentially. Yeah, Battle Royale. Battle Royale is probably just because they don't want to keep paying for the servers. Yeah. But but what a, what a cool idea. To turn into a novelty by stopping it because you're like, well, all right, we're done with this, so you're done with it. So is it just artificial, uh, uh, I don't know, like artificially limiting the amount so that people want to buy it more in the time that's available? Because <coughs> that seems like a smart idea in the moment, but then you think about all the people who are buying Switches to this day. To this day! And they're missing out on all of those $60 purchases. Yep. And think about this. <clears throat> think about think about a Battle Royale game that takes place within not just the side-scrolling Mario games, but all of the Mario games, right? Think about think about the race up to the, the, the first stage or the second stage in um, Mario 64 where you mm-hmm. race up the mountain. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Think about... 35 Mario's <laughs> in different colors. Oof, bumping, oof, exactly. Oof. Bumping each other off, throwing each other off, trying to get... It's like... um, uh, uh, What was that game that came out that like had everybody going... Uh, that Wipeout style game. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> What's it called? I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. What's it called? I mean, they, they, had, they had fucking pop culture just... In a stranglehold for like two weeks. Yeah. And then and then lost it. It is uh Fortnite. No, no. Just <laughs> <laughs> um Oh man. It's not wipeout, but it's something out maybe? It's yeah, it's something similar to that. But anyway, it would be yeah, keep looking because I need to know. But it yeah. would be it would be something similar to that. Where just a you know 
it looks like a hundred players when it's only like 35, 40 players trying to get up this narrow mountain and who right. can get there first. I mean, easy. That's just something I, I don't know how you don't. It, it always feels like if it's not one of fall their guys. fall guys, fall guys, fall guys. Yeah. I don't know how if you're not, if you're if you're Nintendo, I don't know how you don't take advantage of these things. It's it always feels like they don't go far enough. No, and I, again, I think they miss out on a perfect opportunity because you know they they we've seen the collections of Mario games in the past, mm-hmm. the the 2D Mario's, uh, the trilogy that came out for the SNES way back in the day. Mm-hmm. I would. You know, I'd love to see them give again like a Mega Man collection. I think it's like called Legacy or something. Treatment of those games and like, <clears throat> you know, spruce them up a little bit. Yeah, and it's wild that Capcom beat Nintendo to the punch to something that like Mega Man is one of my favorite games ever. And yet, I mean, there's so many of them. And after a while, you're just like, all right. Yeah. I mean, I bought I bought two of the Mega Man collections, mm-hmm. and I, I I ran through a couple of them. And after a while, you're just like, I can't keep playing this. <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> I can't keep doing it's this. hard. And Mario is not the same. Mario is like endlessly yeah. entertaining, mm-hmm. endlessly fun. There's a just a magic with all the Mario 2D games. Yeah, incredible, incredible, incredible. So a missed opportunity. Uh, if it is just a capitalistic endeavor of we can make more money if we sell them separately, yeah, this was a limited time event thing, and if you miss the boat, you miss the boat. Well, at least sell it for the rest of the year, right? We, you know, get the 35th anniversary all the way out. At least, right? At yeah. least. I mean, and then it would actually make sense. Yeah. And there's been some people theorizing they're going to do a uh, three All-Stars 2. And include like, I don't know, some of the more recent games. But yeah, I guess like Galaxy Two. Yeah, Galaxy Two is like huge on that list because it's you know people love it as much as the first one. And people were really upset that they they came out with the three and they were like, why not put Galaxy Two on there? Yeah. Galaxy Two is better than Galaxy One. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> I'll be. I mean, I I'll say t- I'll say this. It did force me to buy them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when did you you just recently bought it? I literally bought it when you sent it to me and okay. said today's the last day you should buy it. Yeah. I I was like, no. fuck I'm it, I might as well. Nintendo enabler. Yeah. No. This is your fault. I don't know. So I bought I bought that and I told you I bought Hades. Right. Which, I was like, thank God. Yeah. No so pun I, intended. Yeah. <laughs> um So I I'll I'll say this. It worked. It worked. <laughs> yeah, it did work. I, I probably would have waited a long time. Like, I waited on um, Breath of the Wild. I still haven't bought Breath yeah. of the Wild because I know it's going to go on sale again. Yeah, it's it's one of those that you can wait for, and it will, whenever you get to it, it's it's there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You don't you don't need it right now, but it's going to sink in your time, you know? Yeah. I was going to say, though, this is something that, like, so even though the entire packaging of the Mario 3D All-Stars wasn't great. And we didn't have like a, a, a ton of extras with it. It's not like a, a real celebration of Mario as a franchise. It's still good to have just to have those games 
in perpetuity. Yeah. Right. And the most yeah. recent thing. Unlike what Sony's doing currently with the Vita and PS3 marketplaces, which are closing down for good. Yeah. Uh, this upcoming month. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, I still have my Vita. I I still have games on there that I love and I would love to come back to at some point and just, you know, recharge it every once in a while and, and can't believe, get back to it. Can't believe you still. I do. When? I, when? When would you go back to those games? So it's the only place that I can play Persona 4. <clears throat> and I actually rebought Persona 3 because you heard my tragic tragic story about what happened with that. Yeah. So I rebought it the the PS portable version of it did you rebuy it after telling that story <laughs> no okay. no i bought it years ago <coughs> okay years ago oh right yeah you all you had it but it just didn't feel the same it just it's now sitting dormant right but you need to go back to it some point to, to finish we have to go back to the island yeah that's all i'm saying yeah <laughs> so the fact that those games and i mean there are some straight out bangers on that system mm-hmm you know, people didn't pay it enough attention. It was overly expensive. Uh, you know, just kind of got swept under the rug. <clears throat> when they promised too much with it, it was basically supposed to be like this, like, mini PS3. Yeah. And, I mean, for all accounts, it kind of was. It was, yeah, I mean, I, it was almost that. Yeah. It was like a PS2 Plus. Yeah. On the go. I mean, I remember when you got it, and you were, I think you were playing Uncharted on it. Yeah. And I was, I mean, my, I was blown away at how good it looked on that little screen. Yep. And I, I mean, I obviously I haven't played your Vita in a long time, so I don't, I can't, I can't judge if it still looks that good. Mm-hmm. But I do remember vividly you letting me play it and and just thinking jesus christ yeah. this is where we're going this is where yep. technology is going this looks amazing yep. in my hands still has a better screen than the uh nintendo the switch yeah that's saying something it's got the switch looks it's got great. an oled like it's it's a way better fidelity screen yeah. than what we have in the switch yeah but it costs more <laughs> so a lot of people said nah well it just it just wasn't marketed right. You know, it's right in the middle of the lifespan of the PlayStation 3. Yeah. Uh, you're hearing rumblings of the PS4. And then you come out with this handheld that's like a souped up version of the PSP. And the PSP already didn't do that well. Well, it did It did great based on piracy. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone bought it so they could crack it and then put a bunch of original PlayStation games on it. It was just so easy to do, yeah. dude. It was just yeah. I'm not saying that I've did it. I'm just saying that I heard <laughs> right. that it was super easy. It was easy and to do. Super fun. <laughs> so, yeah. you got to be you got to be on top of stuff. Oh, like and, that. and there was a theory going around. I know I'm talking all about video game theories. Yeah, video game <laughs> You theory. call me an insider. Uh, or a nerd. And now, um, video game theories with <laughs> Obesius. So, there, there was a theory floating around that Sony didn't really care because it was selling units, mm. um, and they just wanted it in people's hands basically more than anything else. And that makes sense. Yeah. If all you care about is the unit and not helping the devs with their games on it. Yeah, I guess that's true. To, to a point, you know, there's, there's, 
economics involved with that too, though. I mean, now Sony would have a vested interest in people not pirating the games. Yeah, because well, they they're selling develop. at a deficit too. Right. So they want obviously the hardware in as many people's hands as possible, but they also want people to a keep playing it and b keep buying games for it. Right. But back then, I can imagine them going. I mean, as long as they got it. Well, especially late in the life cycle where they're not really even making new games for it anymore. And there's like, yeah, just buy them. Why yeah. not? Get them off the shelves. Yeah. You know? But that didn't happen with the Vita so much. I mean, it, it did to a point. I remember seeing someone pirating, uh, uh, I guess, a browser or unlocking a browser on the Vita to watch porn on. And that was like a releva- uh, revelation. <laughs> and... Uh, that was interesting. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. No, <clears throat> no. I don't know anything Rumble about feature. that. Rumble feature. <laughs> but the rumble of my taint. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So. Was that a prodigy song? <laughs> <laughs> but the rumble of my taint. But the rumble of my taint. Yeah. It. It. Yeah. So. It's unfortunate. Um, that that you 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 look at the um, comments from the Sony CEO and he's just like he's so dismissive. Yeah, well, he, of, he said, "Who cares?" Yeah, <laughs> essentially about he, old games. Yeah, and and you've got all these people who are like, "Dude, I mean, there's an entire community of people who like that's all we do." Is, is and it, it's been indicative of their stance on this exactly how they've been reacted to it since the PS3. Because mm. you remember the the original the OG chunky george foreman grill ps3s yeah those were backwards compatible yep <clears throat> and I they had just one. they cut out that feature yeah and they made more consoles without that feature because it was cheaper and they assumed nobody wanted to do that anymore yeah it's not true i mean the vast majority of people probably don't want to go back and play their old games but i don't know it, it's just it's a it's a good pr move for the the vocal minority to get on your side yeah at very least you know and it's a, it's a value proposition too because you know i'm sure there's a lot of dads out there that are buying their kids a uh, new console and going well the xbox can definitely play like everything since the xbox 360 at the least mm-hmm. i'm gonna go with that because i have games from that from when i was a kid yeah and i'll you know just pass them along and let you know, I'll let little Johnny play uh, Halo Two sometime. You know, and that would be so much fun, dude. Th- the the idea of, I can tell you, if you told me that the PS Five disc drive was going to be one hundred percent backwards compatible, and I was I would have no troubles with it, mm-hmm. that would definitely sway me to buy that. Right now, I am hard pressed on getting the digital version. There's almost nothing that you can t- that you can tell me. That's going to make me buy the disk drive version. Yeah. But if you told me... 4K movies. That... Eh, I mean, think about how many movies are streaming right now. How, <sighs> Adam, I'm not going to have a collection of 4K movies in my house. I'm just not going to do it. Why am I your friend? <laughs> You're my friend so that I can come to your house and watch the 4K movie. What do I come to your house for, Marco? That's a good question. All right. <laughs> Yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing. <sighs> <laughs> Don't come to my house. There's All nothing. Right. The dogs. It's true. I haven't seen them in a while. There you go. Yeah. 
I'll bring them. All right. I'll bring them, and they'll be a special guest on the episode. I oh. want chicken wings every time I come over. Okay. That's my request. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I can do that. Okay. I can do that. You got an air fryer? Mm-hmm. Of All course. Right. I still have the, the big one. Yeah. I busted it out for uh, now. My dad, he he now has discovered the the greatness of the air fryer. Uh. As so we all will someday. One day you all will understand how great air fryers are. Right now you laugh, but you won't. No. You won't. No. You will eat. You will eat. So he'll make like burgers or something, and he starts to uh, preheat the oven for the fries, and I'm like, Papa, come on. <laughs> you know better. You know what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, buddy. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway... 4K movies <laughs> is your responsibility. Okay. But if you told me that I could play, because I still have a lot of PlayStation 2 games. Yeah. A lot. Like, more than I should have. I, I have, like, fucking... I've got a couple of NBA Lives. I've got some um, Madden games. I've got Anamusha. I've got Way of the uh, Samurai. Mm-hmm. I have Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 and Chain of Memories. I have... Um, you know what game that I always go back and play? Mm. Snake Eater. It's a good one. I've gone back and played Snake Eater, I mean, at least 10 times I've gone back and played that game. Yeah. Anytime for, that I for can. For the theme song alone. For the theme song alone. I mean, it's just such a, what a underrated, often not talked about. Yeah. Lex, uh, 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 addition to the lexicon. It just seems to get leaped because uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 is so good that you leapfrog 3. Is it? Is I mean, 4 so good? I, I don't think I, it is. I, I think, think it's a lesser game than 3. Oh, oh, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think 3 is better than 2. I know that's tough. I know it's <laughs> tough. And look, I understand. I understand the conversation about it. I do think 3 is a better game only because, and this is a detriment to a lot of people, it it has more mechanics, mm. the camouflage mechanic and all that. Yep. That makes it a, a, a bit of a tougher game yes. to me uh, and a bit more complicated. Yeah. But it makes the like the end game so much more worth it. Mm-hmm. So the conversation of, I think, one of the reasons that Metal Gear Solid is my favorite game of all time is the, the narrative. Mm-hmm. What they do with it. Yeah. Uh, the voice acting, the way it's acted, it's, I mean, it's it's anime levels of dramatic, but it's... And convoluted. <clears throat> and convoluted. But it's American levels of well voice acted that it draws you in. And Eat. action, and, and, and it's, it's strangely realistic from a military standpoint, mm-hmm. but then also mixed in with, like, anime magic yeah. and weirdness. This fantasism that's like, oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And and it's one of those things that's like the most charming thing that you can get out of some of these like super serious properties. Uh, we were talking about uh, Twin Peaks, for instance, right. uh, off the show. And one of the charms of that show is that it starts off as this very serious murder mystery, and how and and then it goes into these areas of of um, melodrama. Mm mysticism mysticism magic uh, to a point where you're like what the fuck <laughs> where are we and and if you can do that in a way that obviously is not realistic but you can pull it off narrative wise 
there has to be a cohesiveness to it all. Right. And I think that Metal Gear Solid does that. It does. So, so it's a weird magic that it works with. When you're talking about the narrative versus the mechanics of the game, for instance, I think that that's the conversation that you're having between two and three. Three mm. is almost straight up a 60s it's, spy it's a, film. It's a Bond movie. Yeah. Yeah. With uh, some of the villains are obviously, you, you know, you get into that. But for the most part, it's a traditional kind of story, mm -hmm. right? But the mechanics, you're so right way ahead of their time yeah so ahead of their time that even when i was a kid playing i'm just like why is this so important i just have to why wander in the jungle they spent so much time i have to eat a I snake i have to eat <laughs> i have to like wrap these bandages i have to put on the right camouflage yeah. at the right time you have to heal all your wounds what is this accurately I, 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 yeah yeah Put a splint on? So, so ahead of its time. You can see the girl's boobies? So good, dude. So good. <laughs> but I will say, I think that Metal Gear 2, say what you want about Raiden. Metal Gear Solid 2. Metal Gear Solid 2. Mm -hmm. Say what you want about Raiden. I, I <laughs> Narrative versus mechanics. Mechanics, it depends on what you prioritize in a video game. I liked... I know this has become Metal Gear, Robert, but... <laughs> So Metal Gear Solid 2, it's I think it stretches farther. The story's bigger. Yeah. It it becomes this global uh 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 cover up story, mm -hmm. essentially. Whereas three is all about this soldier who is a spy who falls in love on the battlefield, mm -hmm. also has this this uh master who has trained him and gets double crossed and he's in love with her <laughs> kind of and there's so many twists and turns within that but it's it's it feels like a more intimate smaller story yeah it also has to do with nukes but you know it it's it's smaller as as far as Metal Gear solid games go and i like that about it and for all intents and purposes it seems more realistic than it's a most more, metal it's, gear games yeah <laughs> it's a more personal story and yeah. i appreciate that about it and also um you know, beyond the mechanics and stuff like that, I just think that it's what makes it special to me is it is our kind of first introduction of Big Boss as a character that we're playing as, yeah, and giving him humanity and understanding why he eventually becomes the bad guy in yeah. this entire story, and that's what I love about it too, mm -hmm. and f that's why I love Five so much too because you kind of you get even more of that within Five because it's it's. Okay, so there's a PSP game that you have to play <laughs> to really get five as well. So you're, before you start five, look up the PSP I game. I did. I did. Okay, get the full PSP game because the PSP game is a continuation of three. They have to play to understand that, which I played on the Vita in their Metal Gear Solid collection, mm -hmm. which is available on the Vita, mm -hmm. which won't be soon. Mm -hmm. um, so that's I, – I, I think – it's really tough, okay? But I almost like Big Boss more than Solid Snake. Wow. I almost do. <sighs> because he's the guy. Yeah. He's the guy. Yeah, he's the real guy. He's the real guy. Yeah. They modeled all of the clones. We're getting super deep here. I'm sorry, yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Play Metal Gear Solid. Well, I don't know okay, what to tell Okay, but you. here's the thing. All of this to say 
you're not going to be able to experience this in a couple months. You're right. not going to be able to get this because it's going to be taken from you. And for what? Because the Sony CEO is like, nobody wants nobody to cares. play that. Nobody cares. Dude, you're, you couldn't be more wrong yeah. about your own fan base. And it's these fucking guys, dude. These suits sit up in these ivory towers thinking they know best. And this is how you get cyberpunk situations. <laughs> this is how you get, you know, this is how you get, well, I won't say Nintendo situations because we don't know what the end game here is. Yeah. But. Nice pun. Nice pun, by the way. Yeah. There's so many times where if these big wigs and suits would just listen to the people on the ground floor who were actually playing these games, they could cultivate so much goodwill. Yeah. And they choose not to for and they, various reasons. They've got to know. They have to see yeah. the people clamoring. And, you know, maybe they see it as this, you know, necessary evil. In, in in the development of uh, the new versus the old, mm. you know, like trying to say, well, you know, PlayStation 1 was great, but we're moving past that. And yeah. now you guys are going to have to buy everything on PS5. And I would understand more if there was a PS1 store on the PS5. Yeah. But that's not available. Yeah. That's, that's just not there yet. Maybe that's what they're planning. We'll see. Mm -hmm. I mean, may, hopefully, hopefully they go the N Nintendo route and at least give us a handful of classics yeah. that we can go back to and revisit from the PS1 era. That'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. Just a, a handful of, and they've kind of done that already on PS5 with the Plus Collection, uh, where you have a handful of last gen's kind of killer games. Um, so maybe that's in the works, and maybe they'll kind of sweeten the pot with that, <coughs> which I'd really appreciate, but... I mean, we'll see, but there's going to be these lost generations of games that, sure, maybe don't hold a candle to what we're playing nowadays, but it would still be important for, you know, not to make it over important, but the video game culture that we experienced as kids to be able to at least look back and go, you know, this is what we were playing back in the day yeah. and, and give some context at least to the history of video games. Yeah. Because without that physical hardware, it's lost forever. Yeah. And, I mean, and the other thing is, I mean, do you want us to download emulators and shit and have, like, these broken versions of these games? Well, and especially when you're leaving, if you want to talk to the bigwigs, you have to let them know they're leaving money on the table. Yeah. Un yes. A thousand percent. Look, uh, how much money if you just said, you know. All right, fuck it. Fine. Here's a PS1 store, and here's all of these games that would cost us virtually nothing to port over. Yeah. With doing nothing, just letting you play these versions of the game, and instead we're just going to make it impossible for you to do. Okay, so I'll hold on to my old hardware, or I'll download an emulator. Right, for free. For free. Right. That's like when You could be charging me five bucks a pop for a PS1 game. Yeah. I think the problem is they... They're basing all of their findings on um, PlayStation Now. But the problem is PlayStation Now. Who uses PlayStation Now? Exactly. PlayStation Now is so clunky and stupid, and it just doesn't work. And I think that – I think – this is what I'm theorizing because of his, his statement was basically like we gave people the option for backwards compatibility, and you know they didn't actually use it, and so – Fuck them, basically, yep. is what he said. You had your chance to prove your point, but... Yeah, 
and I think happen. I think that he's basing all of that on just PlayStation Now. I don't think yeah. he's ba- because what other opportunities has Sony given us for backwards compatibility other than being able to go back and use PlayStation Now to play old games? Yeah, I mean, back in the PS3 days, there was a PlayStation OG PlayStation One store that yeah. you could download those games, and it was on the the Vita market too. That's why everybody's like. All right, well, I'm going to buy as many OG PlayStation games for my Vita now before the store's closed mm-hmm. because I'm not going to be able to play those games anymore unless I physically have a disc and physically have the PS1 hardware, mm-hmm. which how many people have that? <laughs> like, not many. Uh, I have a PS2. Yeah. And and it still works. I have the the um, the slim version, mm. and uh, that's how I, I play some of my PS1 games. I don't have a lot of PS1 games, though. I don't have a lot of PS1 games. All of of the games that I've held on to are PS2. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, dude, I would rather, I mean, I mean, it's fun to bust out the PS2 sometimes, but after a while, it's like, dude, I don't want to go on Amazon and find another adapter so that I can play it on my TV that only has, like, two ports on it now. Yeah, the only thing I, the only way I see that really feasible is if I have, like, a den and I just keep, like, an old old ass tv yeah with a vhs tape player (laughs) and uh you know an n64 and a ps1 hooked up to it yeah if you have like your with a vga cable if you have your uh, if you're lucky enough to have like a game room right where you can have all of your shit hooked up that would be the dream for me is to have like a shitty tv in the corner and have everything that needs to be hooked up to that RCA cables right. and stuff like that. Put on that. like a, a public school rolly cart. Yes, roll just, it out yeah. when you want to play like fucking uh, Smash Bros. Yep. Melee and shit. Yep. Dude, yeah. that's a good, that's. Not a bad idea. Yeah. It's too bad, man. It's too bad that these companies are like, look, we're moving on to bigger and better things. It's like, yeah, you can do that. And that's awesome. But don't forget about the little guy. Come on. Don't forget about the little Come on. guy. Come on. Yeah. <clears throat> we should probably review these and get the guy. We should probably review these. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, tonight's brew was from the Sideward Brewing Company. It is the Prey on Insanity IPA. Adam, what'd you think of this brew, sir? I really like this beer. Yeah. I really like this beer. I was a little worried uh, because there are some uh, Sideward IPAs, not many, but a handful. And uh, it, it's kind of, I don't know, something I've, I've felt in the past about uh, a lot of our local brews that sometimes make their IPAs almost a little too too much, with a little too much bite. Mm-hmm. Hit you in the back of the throat, a little too bitter, uh, <clears throat> almost with like, uh, there's almost like an acidic kind of like back of your throat feel that's very uncomfortable for mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. especially towards the end of the, the drink. Um, that tends to be more with the hazies, I find. Maybe it's the sediment or something that that just kind of gets lodged at the very bottom of the cans or mm. something. I don't know the science behind it. However, sound like a scientist. I say that to say this: this did not suffer from that. Very smooth, um, a little sweet, <laughs> but in a way that's pleasant for an IPA lover. Mm. Um, and again, I'll go back to a word we always like to go back to with beers that we enjoy. Balance. balance so very well balanced um not super frilly there's no apricot and you know rubber tire <laughs> uh notes in here 
no uh um rubber uh, uh hose no no garden hose no garden hose um but great flavor and um you know not over the top at a 6.2 percent yeah so i don't feel like you know hammered i do it i'm gonna give it a five there it is i'm gonna give it a five there it is i'm gonna give it a five for all those reasons <clears throat> a five on episode 305 uh yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hard pressed to argue with you on that. The thing about Sideward that I really like and respect is that a lot of their beers are very easy drinkable beers. They're 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 doing something really really good in that. Even when they kind of go off and try to do something weird or interesting or you know off the beaten path, sort of, it all kind of goes back to. And I don't know if this is. Um, a conscious decision yeah, of intentional this has to be drinkable at the end of the day it it can't be something that's so far off people's palates that we're challenging them yeah we are asking them to think about these things more sophisticated i guess but at the end of the day it has to be drinkable and i i, I don't know if that's a conscious decision but it feels to me that it is mm-hmm. because everything that we've had from them has always kind of circled back to at the end of the day this shit's just good. It just tastes good. Yeah. It just tastes good. It's easy to drink. They Crowd just, pleaser. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, fuck, man. I don't, uh, don't want to give it a. F- <laughs> <laughs> you peer pressured me. Go for it. Do it. <laughs> I'm going to give it a five. Okay. I'm going to give it a five. This is a five out of six beer. Yeah. It's a really good IPA. And, you know, I've, I've, I've just had. I don't want to brag, (laughs) but I've had so much beer in the past, so many different kinds of beer Mm -hmm. in the past, like couple of days Mm -hmm. that you just, sometimes you wouldn't just come back home with an IPA. Yeah. And when you can do it with something this good, it's uh, it's welcomed. Yeah. It's welcomed. Bring it all back home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a unanimous five out of six for the prey on insanity IPA. From the Sideward Brewing Company. Adam, do you think that we got it? I know we got it. Well, if Adam says that we got it, then that means we got it. This has been the One Baron Podcast. For myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Huh? Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer. Like, share, and subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) You know the rest. And have a beautiful evening. We love you. Snake! Snake! It took me a couple seconds to like... <laughs> <laughs>